It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number seven. Terror of the Autons, it's what you want. Terror of the Autons, it's what you need. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerry, Toby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, like a person. The resulting reaction is fighting. All right, here we are. Back again. Back in the saddle. Back in the old Doctor Who seat. Uh, my name is Eric Grissom. I'm your host. I'm Dan Johnson. I'm your befuddled other host. He's befuddled because uh, you didn't like the cut of my jib on that opening. Uh, no, no, no. Well, now we're mixing nautical and western terms, so I'm not sure what we're doing. So how are you I'm doing, Dan? Doing great. Are you doing, doing good? Doing really well. I have a correction before I forget. I had oh, yeah. said last episode about mm-hmm. Barry Letts being yep. a producer and going all through Tom Baker's stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, not, that was- it's not true. Crap. So he pretty much does robot and then he's out. So. Uh, <laughs> Which is the first time. That was a really short hey, golden yeah. age. But he does do the whole Pertwee run. It was pretty the shortest much. golden age yeah. ever. So I have to, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. Yep. My first mistake is apologizing to you monsters. You should just no let one, it go. No right? one knew. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cared. I so, cared. Yeah. I knew it was wrong. I just don't want to say anything. Oh, man. Anything, I don't think there's anything uh, we got going on. Right? No. There was a Star well, Wars trailer uh, since we last talked. Yes, there was. There it was great. news of the actress from Game of Thrones going to be in a new episode of Doctor Who. I hey, got nothing. I, I don't something. know any news. You got this, news? It does, news doesn't matter because it's a podcast. But um, did you hear – maybe this is old news. I didn't realize this. But um, so the, the Twin Peaks uh, Netflix miniseries that they're going to do, Lynch well, is now out. Showtime. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're right. Showtime. Yeah. But Lynch is now out? Yes. Well, I mean, the situation is, so they came up with a deal, said we're going to bring the show back. It was an announcement. Everyone was It was going to be Frost. Frost and Lynch. That was the Mark Frost and David Lynch have written, I think it's nine episodes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. David Lynch was going to direct all nine episodes. It was this amazing thing. Yeah. When it got further along, I think David Lynch looked at the scripts and said, to, for me to shoot this the way I want to shoot this, I need X amount of dollars, right? Oh, okay. So it was production cost. Yes, that and was Showtime okay, said it was explained to me that it was just that he wanted more money, and I didn't well, that's realize the way he wanted people, more money for the production, not right, for like, hey, pay me more. Yeah, that's All poor right. reporting and snarky yeah. Twitter people. Yeah. Um, okay. But it all—it's it, more complicated than that. So then, from what I've read too, Showtime then said, okay. You can have more money for your production, but we're gonna you're gonna have to dial back on whatever the other agreement was, whether it's like DVDs or streaming, you know, residuals or royalties right. or whatever. They wanted a little give and take, and yeah. D- David Lynch was like, "All right, I'm gonna go on Twitter and say that I'm out, and everybody's gonna freak out." So I think that's sort it of works. what he happened. I'm freaking out. Yeah, I'm freaking out because so, I, I won't. What's the point? It's essentially dead. I think mm-hmm. if he doesn't mm-hmm. come back because. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. The, the actor who plays Bobby Briggs. Sure. 
said, like, pretty much I'm not doing it if uh, he's not doing it. Um, pretty yeah, much all the happened. cast, I think, are in unison. We saw what happened when Lynch isn't there. We, yeah, we like, Cher- the story. Cheryl and There's Fenn no... is, is constantly posting support and tweeting, and she, I think she's also not going to do So it's like the main, you know, everybody's pretty much rallying behind David Lynch. Yeah. And honestly, like, what is the point of doing that show without him involved? No, there's, just there's absolutely, absolutely none. It doesn't make any sense. So that's no. the deal. I mean, it doesn't was, look good. Is McLaughlin not on board as well? He is on board, but he's silent. And he's also, oh, okay. you know, if you start looking into, and I love him, I think he's an awesome dude. Oh, yeah. But all the problems with season two are all related to Kyle McLaughlin. You don't know Wait, this what? whole story? Oh, we no, can talk no, about this way? whole story. All right. Oh, so basically, so welcome to the uh, old Twin Peaks. I would show. do a Twin Peaks <laughs> podcast in like a heartbeat. I could just cancel I, this I'm, Doctor I'm Who show. Right. <laughs> I will re- update the website and change the title. <laughs> so they, they basically had the second season, and a lot of people complain about the second season. The yeah. mid part sort of falls apart. And there's a good reason for that is they had a whole storyline that they were building to, which was Audrey and Cooper. They mm. were going to get together. They had a whole thing worked out. Um, what happened was Kyle McLaughlin was involved with uh, Laura Flynn Boyle at the time. Right. And people have said, you know, she was unhappy with how much screen time she was getting and she didn't want Sherilyn Fenn to be more prominent actress than she was. And she told Kyle to put the kibosh on the whole thing. Now that's like you know that's like people blaming that's, that's like people blaming Yoko Ono for breaking up the Beatles. It was, you know John Lennon broke up the Beatles. Kyle MacLachlan right. is an adult. You know people are always quick to blame Laura Flynn Boyle for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he went to them and said, you know what, I'm not doing this. I'm going to break my contract. Uh, you change the storyline, or I'm out. Right. So they had nothing. So basically, all the B and C level back drop stories that yeah, they were going to yeah. do became the main story. So that's why you have oh, like wow. episodes where it's like they have nowhere to like they don't know what they're doing. They've got like, you know, Civil War Ben and like that awful James storyline where he's just fixing a car. Like all that awful stuff is the writers pretty much because. having their whole thing that they were working for and saying, "Oh, by the way, we're not doing this anymore." Yeah. Oh, so okay. That's sort of the um what happened there. Okay. There's, like, really weird stories. Like, if you read about – and, again, I guess this is spoilers for people that don't uh, – haven't seen Twin Peaks, in which case, stop. Uh, it's okay. It's 25 years yeah, later. It's spend, cool. Spend the time. Uh, Harold, the uh, reclusive shut-in, uh, there's a scene where he kisses Donna. I don't know if you remember this scene. Yeah, not really. Okay. The uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember yeah. him. Like, she's trying to get the diary from Harold, right. and she's, you know, sort of betraying his trust. There's a scene where they kiss, and if you hear the actor who played Harold talk about it, Kyle MacLachlan was standing off screen, and in between their interactions, she would run and hug him like it was the most horrible thing. He liked his, like, basically, nobody, nobody really liked uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. I mean, that's the impression you get as far as the actors and actresses. She was yeah. not the most uh, uh, well-liked, and I don't think she's on board for this, for the coming, you know, if they do a third season or third series. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. If we ever start a Twin Peaks podcast, I'm set and ready. Uh, I'll bust out the diary. It's perfect. Yeah, I, I had a I had a copy of the diary. That was that was great. But 
And I, you know, I actually kind of like the second season. It, I mean, that stuff did fall apart, but it ends so well. Oh, it's, I mean, I mean, it's one of the gra- yes. greatest endings of a series ever. The, the second, so the second season is flawed in it's the, the middle. middle. Like, chunk. yeah, it's the first third, and the, the the second half, like the last episode, is one of the finest episodes of television. Oh, it is ever, one of the freakiest ever be- aired. Beautifully shot. Oh, it's wonderful. And, and that's amazing. the other thing is people will say like you know because Mark Frost is probably still in if they do it without David Lynch. But a good example, if you want to see, and this is nothing against Mark Frost, but if you want to see, come on, Winston. If you want to see what Twin Peaks would look like without David Lynch directing, you can actually read the script for the last episode of Twin Peaks. It has Bob as a dentist. Like, there's no Red Root, there's no um, Black Lodge, White Lodge stuff. All that is, is stuff that David Lynch pretty much rewrote, even though he's not credited if you look oh, okay. at, like, you can read the script, and it's a totally that's so different... Integral, that's so integral to the entire story of the mythology. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. How would that have worked? I don't that know. That doesn't make any sense. Because doesn't I think make any sense. another thing that happened while we're going to still talk about Twin Peaks is David Lynch also was, and Mark Frost were pressured by the network to solve the crime. And I think that ticked off yeah. David Lynch a little bit, and he sort of was became less involved after they revealed you know, the murderer. And he went off and did, I think wild at heart was around the same time. Uh, so he was less involved in it and it felt like all, you know, the, the horror that is underneath that show and the, the, you know, that the darkness was taken out and they just started make, you know, playing with all the quirkiness and the funny characters. And and you have a little soapier, you have Nadine like super strong and you have all like the joke stuff and they took out the horror and fear that works. Yeah, well, but anyway, so Doctor I, I, I wouldn't watch. I for one really wouldn't watch it without without it no, being I, a Lynch I and Frost thing. I don't think it makes sense. But. I mean, I I'm not going to say I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. My son is named Cooper. <laughs> I've got a lot of mental problems. So that's oh, all. wait, I thought that, that was because he liked to make wheels. I had no idea. Hey, nice. Uh, hey, uh, you're like a uh, dictionary like, oh, right, right there. Yeah, that's uh-huh. pretty cool. You're fun with words. <laughs> I do like words. A We're lot. terrific. All right, are oh you ready to gosh. do? You got to do yeah, something about that dog. All right, so Dan has taken care of the uh, dog. What's your dog's name again? Well, I got. I this got is a the Winston. new dog, right? Winston this is, the new, is the new dog. Who who gets the the older dog Buster all riled up? Uh, so yes, he does. I murdered both of them. Oh, yeah! Yay! No, permanent solution. Um, all right. So aside from the this fictitious is how much dog I love murders, my podcast listeners. All right. Yep. So should we do it, Dan? Should we do Terror of the Autons? Are we ready to no. jump into the system? <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Let's hit the button for the uh, sound clip. Ooh, whoop. <laughs> I, added, so I added something new, and that was actually my voice. That wasn't. A that sa- wasn't. I wasn't a soundboard. Are you kidding me? I was, yeah. What? I'm like the guy from Police Academy. Everything checked and found in order. Report completely negative. Nothing to report so far. We'll continue to search. It's worthless. Absolutely worthless. Now, Doctor. Days of exhaustive investigation by the Brigadier's band of bloodhounds, and what have they discovered? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The incompetent imbeciles. We're doing everything possible, Doctor. No news from any of those plastic factories? Well, there were those reports of a promotional tour. My dear girl, the master is scarcely likely to advertise what he's doing. I suppose not. I will not give up. He's lying low somewhere and we've got to find him. Maybe he's given up. The master? Never. He's too conceited. 
Doctor, this is Mr. Brown Rose from the Ministry. He's come to us with a rather alarming story. Well, I'm not in the mood for stories. All right, this is Terror of the Autons, 1971. This is the story opener for season eight, first story. Written by Robert Holmes, again, who we've seen previously in Spearhead from Space, and directed by Barry Letts. Quick Mm -hmm. synopsis here. The master, the doctor's rival, arrives on Earth. He steals the nesting energy unit that we last saw in Spearhead from Space, and he uses a radio telescope to bring forth the nesting invasion. The doctor and his new companion, Joe, have to stop him. And that's basically it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, so uh, the next episode is... we got to actually talk about it, Dan. Yeah, Come on. Great. I'm kidding. You're right. You're right. So what did right, so you think of this uh, particular episode? I thought it was really... It was it was fun. We it got a, a lot episode. of new stuff coming at us, too, because we have a new companion. We no longer yep. have Liz. We've now right. got... Right. We, we didn't get much of Liz. Joe um, Baker. Right? Baker? Yeah. Uh, Grant. We got Joe Josephine Grant. Grant. Yes. Joe Grant. Who I I did see in the uh, newer series. Um, she come, she makes a cameo at with some Sarah point? Jane. With Sarah right? Jane, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was nice. Is she um, wearing a choke chain? She should be. No, is no, she? In the actual episode. No, I, I don't recall seeing a choke <laughs> chain. Just a nice asymmetrical haircut. But no, I feel like I'm going to show a uh, uh, still photo. I think you should. Yeah, I think we should check the show notes. Yeah, but she's sort of an interest. I mean, she's kind of the polar opposite of what we had with um, Liz. I mean, she yeah, she, they make it out that she's a trainee, and she lists some of her qualifications. But then they're like, yeah, but she, her dad or mom are rich, or there's some she's got connections or somehow they even right, like undermine right. like even just the trainee part. Oh, is, from the outset, is from the outset, she's. Yeah, she's just here to help the doctor out. Just give her something to do. Right. They literally, I think they're like, all you need to do is look pretty and hand him stuff. And yeah. she's like, all right, I guess that's all good. Right. <laughs> There's a couple of like sort of uh, moments like that in there where they're just telling her, telling her to uh, don't try. I think they tell her to don't try at one point. That new guy. Cause well, I mean, that's. It's a good lesson for any women uh, in the audience. Just, just don't try. Right. Don't just even let, try. let the guy take know care of it. Know your place. This episode yeah. should have been called "Know Your Place." Know your place. The the Joe Grant story. Uh, but yeah, so we no. Had, but we she can... she ends up. You're right. She starts off where Liz Shaw. We're introduced to her immediately. She's skeptical. She's challenging uh, the brigadier when she, he's interviewing her. She's immediately useful to the doctor with her her science background. They click immediately. Um, almost start like flirting immediately. Where with Joe, she's introduced as a glorified secretary. Doesn't no one expects her to do anything except look pretty. And the doctor's completely dismissive of her. Right. Like, and he, just yeah. could not care less. He would even like her. to get her removed. Um, but she's yeah. so adorable that he can't... He doesn't have the heart to take her behind the shed and shoot her. I mean, there's that, <laughs> there's that, there's, there's that scene where he's like, ah, yeah. all right, I can't stay mad at you. Right. Um, I mean, so the, you, you see their relationship, I mean, obviously, pretty quickly over the, even the first or second episode that they start working together. And he sees the... Uh, the value of her, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't have that immediacy that you get with some of the other companions when they first arrive. Right, and and there's also a new unit uh, person, Mike. Is his name Mike, the blonde-haired guy? That they're sort of developing. It seems like something with her, him and him and Joe. Yeah, Captain. 
Captain Big Teeth. Captain Jack. What's his name? It's actually nope, it's Captain, Captain Jack. It's Captain Jack. And it's actually, they made the Billy Joel song. A lot of people don't know that they actually made the uh, Billy Joel song about him. If you want to know more about this, listen to our Billy Joel podcast. Um, it's going to be airing Fall, right after yeah. this one. Um, no, that was Captain Yates. Um, apparently, he's been in episodes before this. Uh, oh, he I did a reading. He, he he became a regular at this point. Oh, I thought he was uh, before he was just a day player, and now he becomes a regular on the show. I see. So he, he's he's a newbie. Um, bringing up those guys, bring up Unit and everything. It, the uh, the relationship between the Brigadier and the Doctor is super tense the whole time. Uh, when we last saw that, when we saw the end of Spearhead. Um, the Brigadier blew up... Oh, no, sorry. When we saw the end of uh, Silurians, the the Brigadier blew up the Silurian base uh, against the Doctor's wishes, and he's like, you know, oh, these humans and their, their war. Right. Um, so we saw the beginnings of that kind of tension. Um, it, it just seems to ramp up quite a bit in this one, uh, where... Basically, everything that the all the all the investigation the brigadier wants to do is for weapons, and the doctor is just kind of right. pissed and about having to yeah, work with military. They seem to be he calls uh, him an idiot uh, at one point. Like he actually, yes. uh, maybe he finally did something right. Right, like right. They one did, of those. That, that is played to the hilt. They also uh, seem to have tripled their blue screen budget on this one, which oh, was which was a, a, a nice. It was. Atrocious. <laughs> it was like, there was some amazingly bad stuff. It's all they must have had some kind of coupon or something because there's scenes <laughs> where it's like, hey, we could we could do this without a blue. No, we're not we're not going to do it without a blue screen. We're going to put a blue screen in this thing. Like, you, I mean, to the point where it to- wasn't. It wasn't necessarily just for special effects. They used the blue screen for, like, the, the plastic doll monster, and it it's on a blue screen, so it's a guy in a suit, but it looks like he's on top of a, a radiator or whatever, and he's getting big. So that's fine. That's where you use a blue screen. But then there's a scene where the this the uh, the mother of the, uh, the guy that's running the factory goes into the kitchen, and the kitchen is a blue screen set. Yes, it is. She just, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a flat, one-dimensional blue screen set. There was no hey, need for that. you got to keep that under budget. No, yeah. I guess so. It was cheaper. They, we have the blue screen set up. We yeah. took a photograph. We're just going to throw it up on the back. It'll be fine. All right, so, so to start Horrible. sort of back up, it is also the first time we see the master. Right? This is the first time we see the master. Is this the first time the master's in the show? I think so. I don't is it? Yeah. All right. You, you talk. I'm going to go do a little game because I thought this was not the first time. No. And it also lists right. Captain Yates as his first appearance. Mike Yates. Okay. I, I so could where be wrong about your, everything. Where are you about... getting your information from, Dan? Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, we, the first time we, we first time we see the master that it, at this point we'll say. Mm-hmm. And for some reason they're in – I'm wondering if it was like a – you know, as part of that coupon, it was like you get this many hours of blue screen time, and you also get access to a carnival circus. Because right. what is the exact purpose of the carnival circus? Because he's only using them to get to the pl- everybody. They just want a plastic fact, plastics factory. That's right. his I jam. Mean, yeah, that's- he wanted to use it to. He gets the he guy to, to help to them. lure the doctor there, but that didn't. But it he didn't have to do that. And then uh, that yeah, that scene doesn't really make sense other than the doctor gets to steal uh, the piece of his TARDIS. There's really no other yes. purpose of that scene. No, he shows no, no up. Other for that. He uses the master can also do um, hypnosis, but a, a level of hypnosis that allows you to do things against your will. Because they make a point of right. saying, you know, you won't do anything you would normally do if you're hypnotized, whatever. So he takes right. control of that guy and then uses that guy to infiltrate unit and steal the uh, Nestine energy unit. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, he goes to the plastics factory. So there's there was other than like, I guess, to have the cool masks, you know, they mentioned like carnival people are handing out the roses 
at the end. Yeah. Wait, wait. So those were the carnies that we're handing out? I Sorry. thought they were things. Is carnies, is carnies okay? I don't Am I allowed know to say carnies? Okay. Is that offensive? We need another I podcast. I don't know if that's okay. And we can just, <laughs> we just we just talk about things that we, you know, I don't want to insult anyone. I didn't know. Is it all right to say carnies? And then we can have, like, people on that can tell us sure. whether or not, you know, how we should live. We'll have actual carnies on. Um, so, yeah, yeah the, the reason they, why I say, they... yeah, there is a line of dialogue where mm. they are trying to figure out what the master's plan is. And they're right. like, oh, there's a group of carnival people. We're giving out fl- uh, roses at, you know, wherever. And he, he daffodils. Puts, he the daffodils. It, or daffodils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason. I, I Going up to that, I thought, oh, they're just plastic creatures that were made by the factory, just like we saw in but uh, they, Spearhead from Space. But they mentioned But they carnival. are. The, 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 the ones handing out the daffodils are autons underneath big plastic hat, yes. helmet, uh, heads. Yes. So it has nothing to do with the carnival folk. I guess those big plastic heads were from the carnival. For some reason, oh, they say they I say carnival understand. people, and that. Sure. Other than that, like there's really no reason the circus or the carnival None. is involved. And no, they don't even some, take some it. racial stereotypes. We just we need it for the racial stereotypes. And later. the whole like <laughs> the whole carnival scene is just like a a horse car like a like a tra- two trailers in uh-huh. an empty parking lot. It's not like there's lions or there's and some not- B-roll of some elephants. <laughs> maybe that was it. Like we had they, B- maybe it was a previous episode where they were going to do something at the carnival. We have all this footage of elephants. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> we got to use it. So we see the master we see first of all we start off in the carnival and we see a big blue what I thought was like a, a camper van up here but apparently it was like a horse horse trailer. Yeah, I don't know if it's a horse trailer. It's some kind yeah. of yeah. It's not a horse trailer. So the, and and it was blue, which was nice. So it was immediately. Oh, this is a kind right. of a Tardisy thing. Uh, yeah. So the master. That's the, I guess the first appearance of the master. Um, and we get to see a Tardis actually working properly with the chameleon circuit and everything. And right. I right. was listening to see if the, he referred to it as any. What's, what's her it face? Seemed like named Susan. It. Yeah, it Susan. Like Susan, Susan named, named it. Or, so what do they call if that's it? Actually, yeah. They didn't mention that. it at all. So. I mean, it, it seems like Sadness. in the current incarnations of it, especially so we, uh, Clara, when she goes through uh, through the Doctor's time stream and she sees the the first Doctor, I think she refers to it as a TARDIS there as well. I, I think they're just called TARDISes, but he doesn't actually make any reference to it. Right, and and um, then we also see in this episode, and let's just jump, let's just jump all over the goddamn place. One of the Time Lords comes. He's yes. got no TARDIS. He's no. just zipping around the galaxy with just getting small and then getting large, and he's like, is, "Hey, okay. what's up?" And then he just was goes away like force perspective, where he was far away and then came I closer. He was a tiny was little tiny? person. I think he was a tiny <laughs> no, little person no, because I think if you're going to travel, you've got to be small. Makes sense. It reduces the radiation levels and everything mm. else. <laughs> sure. I'm in, in the in the time vortex, you, yeah, yeah, because you know those wormholes are you know. The, a lot of gravity yeah, there, so man. so just random uh, time lord from the council shows up to give yeah, a message the that yeah, there's uh, the master's here. So, hey, your uh, old pa- that. your old pals around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hope you don't get killed. Got my nice suit on. I'm just uh, I'm a tiny person. It seemed completely meaningless to have him there. Like I, the doctor could have discovered the master was there at any given you know point in the show. There were a number of ways to do that. So why show a Time Lord and then why confuse it by making him just appear? Was he actually there? Maybe he wasn't actually there. He was just communicating to the doctor. I got the Some impression telepath- he was I know, actually I know. I'm there. Trying, yeah. I'm trying to fix this show. Okay. Uh, I don't think you I'm need to, to fix it because I think it. a tiny little person on a fence <laughs> is adorable. Uh, and Especially the- when he's an older British gentleman. Right. But yeah. tiny. 
So what else we got? Um, we got um. Oh, there's a whole, a whole bunch horrible. of things. Like I don't. My notes are, are disaster. So I don't know if you want to reel it in and Maybe start at the beginning. Small. Maybe he was small because the doctor, not the doctor, the master. Um, <laughs> they the doctor uh, uh, talks to uh, the head scientist who's running the research facility, and he says, "I understand you've lost a couple of scientists." Yes, Doctor Phillips and his assistant Gooch. The guy's name was Gooch. Yeah, the same guy oh, from Different Strokes. Gooch. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot of people Gooch. don't know that Bully grew up and was became a time traveling scientist. From but the then past. they find Gooch has been shrunken to the size that he can fit in a lunchbox. Oh, that's right. So, yes. oh, Gooch, I forgot Gooch. that he was tiny in a lunchbox. That so part maybe didn't... maybe the Time Lord was really small. I thought it was just a bad effect of him being, like, really far away, and they had him, like, flying in quickly or something, but no. maybe he was tiny. I don't, yeah, I don't I think know. He, I forgot about the, the poor Gooch in the lunchbox. Poor Gooch in the lunchbox, man. That it's, was a it's travesty. The saddest thing. I also like yeah. the, um, when the doctor discovers the booby trap. So the, the master has uh, hmm. arrived on Earth, and he, he infiltrates a radio telescope in order to activate the nesting energy unit and send the the energy, whatever, into space to contact the nesting. Right, he's going to open up some sort of gateway so he, for the yeah, nesting. He leaves a trap, so when the doctor is investigating, mm-hmm. there's like some kind of bomb hooked up to the a door. rope or whatever. Yep. He goes through this whole elaborate thing, and, you know, it's not a great plan, you know, because no. if he dropped, you know. But anyway, I, Overly elaborate. I thought he was going to reach his hand in and maybe hold the rope, and, you know, no, he just, no, you know, no. goes, does a forward roll. Immediately in after, like, the... Is it the police or the unit people are like, oh, yeah, the police already checked this place out. You know, you're not going to find anything. It's like, how did they get past the uh, elaborate They just gave a quick look around. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, how, but how did they get in the good. room? Do not They would have set the bomb off, Dan. Unless Maybe they, the police were in on it. Maybe they were in on it. <sighs> the 9-11, Dan. Man. It's all connected. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> so uh, the master is uh, working with this plastics company um, because he needs to – you know, have access to all right. this plastic for the be able to make the autons. The I autons guess. love yeah, their plastic. Really what they really love is big plastic lounge chairs. Do you think when um, what was? Do you think when like Robert Holmes is pitching this because this is you know a continuation of Spearhead for Space? We're like, oh yeah, yeah, where are we going to end up? This we're going to plastic factory, right, Rob? Come on, come on! We're gonna <laughs> the autons are going to be huge. They're going to be great. He has submitted half a dozen scripts. None of them got made, but they all take place <laughs> in a plastic all, factory. Every single one of them. Um, Make it a little bit different. Well, what if they start out at like the circus? <laughs> but they're going to get to a plastic factory yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> so the master is there. He he invents this uh this black plastic chair. The inflatable chair that, that kills someone. There's a oh, um, there's a deleted scene where the master also invented the beanbag chair, which so we don't get to see oh. that. But but he nah, did invent the bad. the plastic. Yeah. Uh, he does. He he invents a plastic chair that looks kind of comfortable eh. and also kind of horrible. <laughs> Pretty same gross. Time. And they they talk about the material being clammy, like, cold uh, and clammy. Cold but and plastic's clammy, supposed yeah. to be warm and dry, says the foreman, right. who then sits in it and dies. Somehow. So oh. so the the foreman dies. The master has the son of uh, the, the owner of the company who's now taking control. He's got him under his hypnosis. Now, well, hold yeah. on. Wait. Can we sure. stop again? Do you think that they came up with the inflatable chair? I mean, obviously, they, ha- they have plastics are going to be the, the elements of death in yes. this episode. We've got telephone cords <laughs> strangling oh, people, which on. will come yep. to later, and then chairs. Do you think they had the chair in the office and they were like, what if we could use this thing? 
What if we have one? Like, who picks that? I, I honestly think it's just the, the, it's just something that was in the in the air in the zeitgeist of like, oh, all these plastics. We can make all these new things, and it's probably just someone saw one in the store. And it's not and something like, they had like propped up yeah, against the, no, the, I, the back wall that they used for a beach scene. I mean, it might it might have been Robert Holmes' chair. It's it's his writer's chair. <laughs> Guys, it's plastic. Look, this is amazing. He's very into plastic. Um, so, 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 so anyway, so the master so, has, yeah. has this, has the, the son of the factory uh, founder is, is in, in his thrall, but then the factory owner, the, the father comes and finds out that this foreman's dead and two seconds later is like, well, well that sucks and just continues on like, oh, this happens. Yeah. I, well, I guess it happens all the time. Running a plastic yeah, running a plastic People die willy-nilly in a plastic yeah. factory. So, it happens. Um, those places are run by monsters. So, so Joe is also under the master's control. Um, he hypnotizes yes. her. She's supposed to go and set off this bomb in the unit headquarters. Uh, but luckily, the, the master's able, uh, the doctor's able to take it and throw it out into the yeah, throws out the window, explodes, and then is able to help Joe overcome the master's control. So that kind of says that Joe's will, even at least with the doctor's help. She has a very strong will. She's very, you know, smart. Um, there are very few people in this in this episode who were uh, not susceptible to the to the master's uh, hypnosis. So she was right. A, the father being one of yeah. them, the, you know, the, mostly because uh, he's just a stubborn to... hole. But uh, Joe was able to overcome that. So um, yeah, I, something about yeah, so, the brigadier uh, in this episode just really, especially in this this section of this of this episode, just really rubbed me the wrong way. He was just such. That's a D bag like for no him. reason. Like I, I don't know why he was like, like I said, this tension between military and the doctor's scientific thing was was coming to a head. It's, but it may but be he, had, he was less charming than he's been. In, uh, yeah, I'm not a psychologist, okay. but it's probably because the doctor keeps saying you're you're so stupid, stupid you dummy head. You're dumb. What are you gonna do now, mustache? You know that was <laughs> yeah. A, he didn't need to call him Captain Mustache. That was that he was unnecessary. Need to, he didn't need to no, say that. No. But yeah, I mean they're, they're definitely playing up that drama between the two of them, um, you know, bickering and yeah. hating each other. And yeah, he he was he didn't have much to do really with the episode, other than just to to call in airstrikes when you needed to to ratchet up the tension. Yeah, like he, yeah, there there wasn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't really have much. They of a had role a great. Uh, this time. they had a great scene where you know, the the doctor and Joe are at the at the circus. And uh, let me let me back up real quick. So the doctor gets uh, discovered at the circus because he's there to to track down the master. He finds the the TARDIS slash horse trailer and is going to sneak in there. Um, as we find out later, he wanted to get the the uh, dematerialization circuit from the master's uh, TARDIS. He gets discovered by the uh, the guy that runs the circus, and he's interrogated by him and the strong man Tony. We've had this issue yes. before with Doctor Who. Tony is a very large black man in quasi-native African garb who doesn't yes. speak much, but is incredibly strong. There are no problems. No, with it's basically no the same. I had that moment. It's like is it? It's this. It's like the same character. It was absolutely from... the same character yeah. as uh, uh, the Cyberman, Tomb of the Cyberman, Cybermans. Um, so yeah, and I'm he's 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 silent but he's strong. He'll snap your arms off. I, I yeah. had no no need for that at all. Um, but again, and that also like that whole carnival thing doesn't really 
play a role. No, the, other than... the Masters uh, TARDIS could have landed anywhere and been anything. All that really needed to happen was the Doctor wanted to get the dematerialization circuit, which he finds out is a Mark II circuit, and his TARDIS is a Mark I circuit, so they're incompatible, but he ends up stranding the uh, the Master on Earth uh, by taking yeah. that. But the, the one thing that I had a note, and I just looked it up, uh, is they're the same guy. It's the same actor. Is it? Wow, he's yeah. got range like you wouldn't believe. He can be silent and yeah. strong in one episode and silent and strong in another episode. It's it's right. I had that in my notes. I have I have same guy from Tomb. And then you know, you don't want to bring it up and just be some racist weirdo like, you know, <laughs> it's the same guy, right? There's only one black actor in all of England in nineteen seventy one. Right. So they had to use He's them. really good at not saying anything. Yeah. Being strong. What big he is. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so the uh, doctor gets discovered. He uh, escapes with Joe's help, and then they get surrounded by carnies and beaten with a bat. Uh, the police show up, and uh, Joe and the doctor are rescued, only to find yeah, out. But luckily, only to find yeah, out that they're being driven by autons. And thank God yeah. they can they lock the door, and the door is unable to open, or else they would have been captured. Mm. The car, like, pulls off to the side of the road. They just get oh. out and run. And then you see, like, the no, 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 no. What actually happened was to the, open the, the car was door. speeding and it hit a rock. And that's how the car right. stopped. And I think the rock was on the driver's side door. So the Auton couldn't get out that side or the passenger side door. But the, the real issue is no, they were the going about 50 miles an hour in into a rock. So... I got to look again. I didn't realize there was a door. I think, I think that's what happened. Or there was a rock in front of the I door. might be... Uh, helping the show along by imagining that part but i'm pretty sure that's what happened but that scene in the quarry so then the brigadier shows up with uh, captain big teeth and uh they they shoot the autons and you find out well they're plastic so the the bullets aren't going to do anything but then they have some really great stunt work that happens there one of the autons gets hit by the car driven by captain big teeth and he goes doing backflips down this quarry which i thought was really great so not only did they have great blue screen budget they also had great stunt double budget so what do you think of the overall episode um so we don't want to talk about any more of the plot the the daffodils from space I don't, I don't, plastic daffodils that are gonna yeah kill i mean them. we can piece by piece it sure if you if you have specifics. no 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 all right well with the thing we yeah, did the most important thing we didn't talk about is uh the master on the phone with the doctor uh calls him <laughs> up the doctor sitting in unit previously the master uh sneaked into unit dressed as a uh telephone repairman and installed a phone receiver with a really 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 long cord yeah very good mask right. too amazing like, you mask. can't even tell there's a no. yeah it's amazing then it peels it off all they had, style yeah. and hey the master's underneath so the master calls up yeah, the doctor he had, like spent you know, more time on getting like a gun instead of the mask. Mm. You could have just shot the doctor. Yeah. Instead of waiting no. and then calling him. And, and yeah. no, masks are much more uh, useful. I think you can a lot of situations. So um, the master calls up. Uh, the doctor happens to answer the phone and using his sonic cigar. What was that thing that the master has? He that he holds was. It. In a, yeah, it was between, an aut- like, like a cigar between his first two fingers, but his thumbs on the end of it to like push a plunger. It was a very awkward sonic-y 
device that he has. But he used that and it activated the super long telephone cord and it goes wrapping around the doctor. And it is the reason to watch this episode for that five seconds where the cord is wrapping around uh, the doctor and Pertwee just <laughs> mugging for the camera, eyes almost crossed but super huge yeah, like saucers. Yeah, he's just, out like it's it's yeah, he's full on. He's committed to that. Like if you're gonna get killed by a uh, telephone cord of some kind, right? I hope to God I look as good as he did dying. It was pretty. Amazing. And all you have to do is you just pull it out of the wall. Yeah, that's it. Stop the signal. That's it. The master's like, I'm not very smart. <laughs> and that actually that also like plays into the end of this. Yeah. When the doctor just talks the master out by just saying, like, yeah, I know you've succeeded, but they're probably going to kill you, too. And he's like, all right, I'll work with that you. Was, and then they work it. together. That was the most amazing thing. It was <laughs> like, like one sentence. It, so the doctor changes his yes. mind completely. It's like, oh. Yeah, or the master, oh, master does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They probably will kill me. That It made oh, no sense. So funny. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's not. Oh, oh and it, ends, master... it ends in tragedy, too. How so? Because you think it's the master mm, coming out, mm, remember? Yes. And then they, you pull the mask away and you reveal it was just the son of the plastics factory yeah, guy. Yeah, here's the weird Gunned thing down. about that, though. So the, the master's coming out. Uh, the doctor says, don't trust him because he has his hands up as though he's, he's unarmed. Don't trust yes. him. And uh, the, he goes and pulls out a gun. The guy actually pulls out a gun because I guess he's under the master's control. They shoot him. There's a close-up on the doctor smirking that they shot him. And then they peel off the mask, and you see it's the sun. So was why was he smirking? Was he smirking because I told you it wasn't the master? This is this, this, this innocent guy died. It's hilarious. Like, it, it was just a really odd. There was no reason to have that expression on his face. He was just like he's a heartless monster. He's a, just a horrible man. So I guess it ends up that that the the master is now stranded as well. He's got yeah, he's got yeah, no so they, dematerialization circuit, so his TARDIS is kaput. Same as the doctor. Yes, we, we had talked about that, uh, that he had stole the circuit from the master, yep. and then when he tried to install it in his own TARDIS, because one is a Mach 2 and one is a Mach 1, yeah. they're incompatible. Yep. Um, so so that he plays a switcheroo at the end where the master thinks he's getting back his circuit, he's actually getting the broken one, yep. and so now they're both stuck. And the doctor it. is happy about it. He's looking forward to seeing him again. He even says something to the fact yeah. at the very end. So, hey, hey, how many bodies do you have to pile up before this guy you know, is going to take a break? Earth was really boring murder. until this homicidal uh, madman with uh, superhuman yeah. powers named the Doctor. No, right? He's the, he's the monster. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, really, yeah. Really. So overall, I thought this was a, a really really good episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, I liked the characters. Um, Joe is a good addition. Um, she she does yeah, actually see, contribute throughout. She's not one of the strongest companions we've seen in terms of like characterization, but I thought she was she was good. Yeah, I she, I, I don't know. She's I no mean, Jamie, I, oh, right? She's she she's nice enough, you know. But uh, I don't find her. I like she's towards the bottom of my companion yeah, yeah, list. I yeah. think she gets she gets into a lot of trouble and does a lot of screaming. Um. Maybe, you know, in future episodes, she'll sort of, you know, win me over. I don't know. All right. Well, that's the challenge, Joe Grant. Like, you you know, have you, to win you, over you're, Eric. You're coming. You're, yeah, you got to win me over. Um. Yeah. So, overall, what did you think of the episode? You didn't give me your... Oh, I, li- I like it. I mean, I think it's great. And I like, I you know, I'm goofing on a lot of stuff, but I, I like a lot of Robert Holmes stuff. And I do like the fact that, too, you know, he he's wrote Spirit from Space, and so this is like... 
a very nice, uh, you know, sequel to that. Yeah. It's also opening up the season, just like Spearhead from Space opened up the season. Apparently, this is the last time so we see. Cool. This is the last time we see the Autons until Rose in two thousand five. This is. Oh this really? Is, yeah. From what I read, not and apparently everything I've been telling you is wrong. So we might see them in the very yeah, next I, episode. Yeah, that I don't. know. But anyway, I, which is fine by me because the Autons, I, I, the nesting consciousness, and the, and the Autons are not my favorite. Uh, villains, so that's okay. I think they did a really. I think it was used really well in this. But they were actually much creepier in this episode than they were the first time around. I, uh, the actual effect of the the autons with the mask and everything. I thought they were yeah. they were great in this one. Um, but yeah, I'm done with them. That's fine. That's enough of that. Cool. Yeah. All so right. It was a good episode. So we are done then with uh, Terror of the Autons. Yeah. Very exciting. Next week, or next time, I shouldn't say next week, no. it's going to be in three weeks. Yes. We're scheduled to do The Three Doctors. We are. And I think we have a guest. We're going to have a special correct? guest on the show. We're going to have a special guest. So look for that next time. Yeah. Um, just so everyone's aware, uh, you can always go to the old com and uh, check the schedule from the link there. But this one, The Three Doctors, is available on Netflix as of this moment, as well as Hulu Plus, which is always your go-to place for streaming if you have Hulu Plus. Um, yep. So it yep. should be pretty easy to find. <clears throat> yep. um, we're scheduled, I think, for June 3rd yeah. is the, yeah. uh, the episode will go up. So if you have time between now and June 3rd, Take a look at Three Doctors and uh, join us next time. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. You can do that on iTunes. Mm -hmm. You can do that on our website. Sure. You can do that with your best friend. Yeah. You can send us a letter and we will send you an RSS feed. Yeah, you can you can send an email to the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can send and, a, a uh Yep, send What's a pigeon. That? Oh, that's great. Um, send a pigeon. Are you uh, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. You can follow me at egrissom on Twitter, and I'm at danjnj. Um, and I'm on I'm on Tumblr at ericgrissom.com. I'm on Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com/slash <laughs> ericgrissom. I'm on Suicide Watch. Yeah. He has been under <laughs> constant surveillance. It's terrible. been a rough week for him. Um, sad a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. So what? Uh, what else we got? Nothing else. That's it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm missing something. What am I missing? I don't know. Passion. What are you missing? Passion. Maybe? Passion and love a, and yeah. need to go on. <laughs> yeah. Everybody kindness. hurts. All right. Yeah. Um, everybody. So we'll see you again on June third. All right. Until everybody. then. Until then, be good to each other. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> What, I can't leave on a nice note of (laughs) human human happiness? (laughs) Give each other a hand. Try not to kill each other. (laughs) Let's let's just dial back the murders, can we? (laughs) Just for three weeks. What's up? Let's stop poverty and racism. I'm in the phone booth at the one across the hall. Robots, you know?